Welcome to the Star Trek podcast, Trek This Out. This is episode 12 already. Wow. Uh, I'm your host, Bob, uh, and I'm joined by the full ensemble again, and I'm delighted to introduce John. Hiya. Lindsay. Hello. Andrea. I don't think I can follow that hiya rope. So <laughs> just, say, just say hello. Hello, Andrea. <laughs> uh, uh, and tepidly, it's okay. <laughs> Tepidly. Te- <laughs> te- hello. Hiya. Hiya. Uh, so, so this, this, I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, so on this show, it's uh, our award show for the uh, last season of Picard. Uh, we'll be uh, going through the episodes in order from worst to best. Uh, we'll be having a bit of daft as well in between. Little daft breaks, you know. Have a break from the real stuff. Uh, we'll be finding out who's won John's Wood. We'll find out who's won the T-shirt, which is very exciting. And we'll find out who's the most grumpy, who's the most positive um, out of this whole season, and who won the overall red shirt. There's a lot to pack in, so let's get on with it. Let's get this ship into war. So before we get into the BAFTAs, BAFTAs, um, we'll have a bit of a chat first. <laughs> See how we all do. We're not spoke for you know properly for a week. So, John, have you got any gossiper out? It's uh, first contact day today. It is, so, yeah. Happy first contact day. Although, although in this current climate, I don't think contact's really the best thing we should be doing. <laughs> but it's all good. But it's Vulcan contact, so it'll be distanced and socially awkward. So it's fine. Yes, that's pretty much normal for me. What, <laughs> what do you mean by first contact? What do you mean? Uh, this day in 2063, April the fifth is when the first contact happens in Star Trek. Oh, and when the Vulcans arrive, because they sense, or they, they yeah. yeah. You know, the contact. Zephyr Cochran's massive warp. <laughs> so are we celebrating a day where something fictional might or might not happen on this day in the future? Forever, yes. Yeah. Yeah, until, why until, not? Until that's just happens. a fucking excuse to drink that. <laughs> it comes down. No ridiculous than, like, you know, St. Patrick's Day. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Is it? Uh, so, fact, some would say less ridiculous than that. Uh, this is a bit of an award show celebration. What's everyone drinking? I've got an eight point five pint cask of um, it's. What's the beer called? It's very nice. It's Ghost five point two from Brass Castle Brewery Limited, delivered to me. Door and all. Um, what are you drinking, Andrea? I've got a dead classy bottle of Romulan Eel beside us. It's beautiful. <laughs> Sounds great. Blue, blue Wicked again. Nice. <laughs> classy bird. What can uh, I say? Yeah. Is there, is there, what are you drinking, Lindsay? Uh, I'm drinking IPA out of a can because oh, I am sophisticated like that. Because you're an absolute legend. That's why. <laughs> Sucky, what are you drinking? I'm on the hard stuff. What? It's water. Water? What? You crazy bastard. Um, um, look, oh, nobody else can handle it, so <laughs> that's why I'm doing it. John, what are you drinking? I'm on the coffee. It's early doors for me. I'm not used to this. What do you mean, six o'clock? Is it because yeah. it's, it's, it's still light? It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yes, it feels weird. It does. Yeah, uh, but we're in lockdown, so... Yeah, time is an illusion. It's fine. It's, at the moment, there's like there's coffee time and wine time. Those are the only times of day, and they're interchangeable. It's basically like Christmas Day every day at the moment, isn't it? You know, I've no idea what what even what even year what year it is. So, um, I or perhaps to... like that space between Christmas and New Year, even. Just, yeah. Where, de- like, 
dead time. I'm, te- I'm so tempted to have a fake Christmas. <laughs> you, you should do. Up, right? You could like have a dinner. <laughs> like I'm thinking fake Christmas is, is the future. Every day until this is all over. Every yeah, day. Every day, but I think you could have like once a week, you could have fake Christmas. It's yeah, called Sunday lunch, though, isn't it? Presents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, presents. No, that sounds lovely. No, no, it's Sunday lunch with gifts. Uh, you've got to watch a que- something the Queen has said publicly, and you've got to watch a really bad film because it's the only thing that you can all agree on. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Every day. I'm going to wrap some toilet rolls up tonight in preparation. <laughs> It's all good. You want to keep them under wraps, though, because uh, they're very, very valuable at the moment. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Take Your Seats podcast, uh, which John and Sucky Woo-hoo. do on the Prog to Who feed. Who we had a guest in the form of Andrea on um, doing a, a Event Horizon, starring um, mm. some someone called J.S. Isaacs. I'm not fully aware of him. Um, and it was awesome. So well done. I really, really enjoyed that, and I would definitely recommend checking that out in the Prog to Who feed. Um, yeah. Cheers, Bob. Did you enjoy, did you enjoy it, Andrea, with these two i did i was i think i was very well behaved i think i was you were actually I was dis- we were surprised. I was disappointed. That's <laughs> why I was. Uh, but no, it was uh, it was great. Well done. That was uh, awesome. Uh, has anyone else got any bits of bits that they want to tell us? Yeah. So unless it, or in less exciting news, uh, we've had confirmation that we will not be getting season three of Discovery for some time because there's no soundtrack yet. So until yeah. we can get the orchestra together to record it, oh, they won't be able to release it. Um, so. We, we had a chat about this last week and we did think that that might be an issue, but it turns out well, it really is. Just get just go to the BBC, uh, uh, for, for whatever workshop, and get them to just do loads of crazy synth sounds over it. It'd be fine. That's what I do. <laughs> Simple. I'm a, a little nerdy yeah. little nerdy man on his own with his synthesizers doing the soundtrack. I'd be happy with that. You could at least get a guy with Zavelius to fake it, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was exactly. just going to say. Where's well, what's what's, Yeah, what's the problem with using stock footage, though? Stock music? Well, they used to do it in Doctor, yeah. Doctor used yeah. to use it all the while. They did. Yeah, but you can tell that they only ever have like four tunes, and it's grim. I tell you what, we're not fu- used to that. I, t- I tell you what would be fucking hilarious if they got the the soundtrack to the Sea Devils. Whoever did that music and just got them to do <laughs> or whatever it was. That is possibly the worst but best soundtrack ever in any piece of television. What? What they'd have to do to use that is to actually write a story to match the music. <laughs> That's the only way they'd have to do it. It'd be, uh, it would be quite interesting if they just went through like the Star Trek back catalogue and picked yeah. tracks from like every different iteration and kind of like tried to weave them into a thing. Well, that is... I'm, really, I'm a theatre organ in the house, and I am happy to, to offer my rendition of how much is that doggy in the window if they're really short. <laughs> totally happy to use it. Um, full, full, I want to write these. It's free. Full, full, well, there's full, lots of them. Go ahead. No, I was going to say full tense scene. Uh, you know, it's all very dramatic. How much is that dog in the window? It's it's. I'd, I'd, that'd be class. Faces on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of it, fan recordings of. Um, it's been a long way, uh, or it's a long way. Whatever the stupid theme tune to Enterprise is called. Um, so we could just like, cobble all those together. That could be quite fun. Mm. Oh, there's many the things the things you can do just being lazy, aren't they? But that is sad. Uh, I, was, I was really <laughs> looking forward to that. Yeah, they're just, just being, being just being lazy. It's got nothing to do with keeping people safe or Absolutely, nah. World pandemic, no excuse. Um, cool. Anything else, anyone? I think obviously I tend to do the convention stuff, yeah. so my kind of scene's pretty quiet at the moment since um, most convention centres are being put to rather more grim use. Yeah, um, so there's, there's not much word on that. 
Um, I'm thinking probably Destination Star Trek isn't going to be happening in November. Um, and I think if it does, it would be quite a weird feeling anyway. Um, so, yeah, con- the convention scene is... Although I did hear, um, and I think it was a Buffy convention, was going to be done wholly online. So I think yeah. you got like a slot for like a, a kind of like video chat with people and, and there was like panels being put on YouTube and that type of thing. So maybe the, the online convention isn't as far away as we imagine. Mm. Yeah, G.R. Yeah. Martin's been doing that for Game of Thrones ones. I think that's definitely going to be a thing going forward. Like, It's going to be interesting to see how, how long the disruption goes on for because um, this week they, I think it was this week, I've lost all sense of time, um, <laughs> they announced that... Um, all of the Edinburgh festivals have been cancelled for this year, um, and those are in August mostly. Yeah, it's a, it's um, a so day. Um, it's uh, a, sorry, Scotty. No, I was just going to say today, uh, Andrew talking about a Buffy convention. Uh, today we've just been going for some old family photos because we've got nothing else to do. And I've just found a load of uh, photos that I've got of various conventions that I've been to over the years. And there's one where uh, it's Anthony Stewart heads there. Danny Strong, who created Empire, Robin Givens, I think it is, um, and a couple of other people, and this is all from the Buffy convention that I went to somewhere like twenty odd years ago, right? And uh, so I was just going to mention that, like, just bring you back some old memories. Oh, I'm God, he's so, heads. God, he's so old, he's sucky. My, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was watching that. Go on, okay. I'm just saying, I was watching Anthony Stewart head in uh, Jack Ryan just a couple of days ago. And uh, he just there thinking he was going to have a big, massive role. And what happens? Somebody just came and shot him. So in the straight air. away. Yeah, I know. It's funny. Yeah. Um, That's it's like Jason Isaacs style acting, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's dead. I've, uh, I've, uh, I remember my first convention was in 1992, which is how long ago is that? Twenty. God, long that, time. that's thir- Is it 30? 28 years oh, 28 ago. 28 years ago, that's sorry. Maths. Yeah, Fuck. I wasn't very good at maths. I didn't have a calculator job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so tw- yeah, that was my first convention in uh, Stockton on wow. Tees. Ooh. And I'm just, just going to have a little bit, a bit of convert, co- why, why not convert, uh, convention chat. I met Sylvester McCoy at the time, amazing. Uh, and I managed to recreate that picture with him again, uh, I think 15 years later, at a convention in Newcastle, which was great. And it was funny because at the time in 92, everything was free you know you paid for your ticket yeah you got to meet everyone you got your autographs it wasn't like you know now where at the charge for fucking breathing um <laughs> and it was funny we, we me and my mate paid for a coffee with uh Svesta mccoy uh and lisa barrowman uh, and it was lovely it was great and then i, I had the picture of me and Sylvester mccoy in 1992 and i sort of at the end i just went up to him and said oh can we re-, you know try to say can we re- recreate this um and some one of the organisers was like, you can't do it. It's it's all you know. You got a charge and all that and all that. And Sylvester did bless him. He just went two seconds. Let me just speak to him. And I went, it, all it is, I just did this picture here. We had this back in '92. I just want to recreate it now. And he went, yeah, of course you can. You know, pissed off type thing to the woman that was trying to <laughs> charge out money. And it was just class that I loved it. Um, but yeah, and, and well, just one one thing I wanted to say about the '92 convention. There was a um, an unknown writer by the name of Mark Gattis. <laughs> he was uh, he was uh, obviously did the uh, the new adventure novels, and it was weird. You had Fraser Ryan's there, John Levine, uh, John Pertwee was there. Just so because all these sort of people that I knew, I had no idea who Mark Guys was, but I got him to sign my book that he wrote. Um, but it was kind of like a bit of a yeah whatever, and it's just weird now when I look back and I think I met Mark Guys. And I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I don't really like him now, kind of thing. But conventions used to be awesome. The whole, you know, when yeah. it was off air, the access and everything like that in Doctor Who, 
was brilliant. I mean, I'd love to go to a Star Trek one as well. Uh, now I'm sort of a bit more versed in it. Um, this is um, this is convention chat with Bob Fleming. Well, yeah, just let them know. <laughs> it's a bit it's of a memory it. chat. It's memory. a bit of a bit more. We're allowed to be a bit more laid yeah, back. Yeah, I'm not. Right. I'm not criticising. I'm just. I'm just headlining it. That's yeah. all. <laughs> it's cool. Has anyone got any convention memories they want to share? What well, being Zucky have done it. So, uh, Andrea, Lindsay. I, I have never been to a convention. What? <gasps> <gasps> Call yourself a nerd. I did try. She did. I have. I have. I have issues, <laughs> mostly with other people. No, um, <laughs> so when I was growing up, I was there was nobody in my household who was going to think that that was a sensible idea, um, and I almost went to. There was a convention in London. Um, just as Voyager was finishing where the entire cast were going to be there but I was at a gate camp in Switzerland because um, <laughs> that was my life um, so yeah no it's never really happened and I I think I would find it quite hard because yeah it just anyway I'm really glad that other people enjoy it yeah. and there are bits of it that I would really love but I, I get very anxious about it that's fair yeah the way that some people behave towards celebrities makes me deeply uncomfortable uh, yeah I, I see what you mean the, yeah, the, went, old, as Bob says, the old days at the conventions, it used to be a nice family, amazing. family run like affairs. Like you just turned up and just uh, chatted to people, and you could chat to the celebrities, and it was great. I mean, I met Nicola Bryant, I met uh, Louise Jameson, I met Mary Tam. These are all the, these are all Doctor Who people that I've met over the years, and it was great. It was just lovely oh, to meet them. I got bollocked. But these I, days, I got, sorry, you I, would not be able to do that. Well, we went to Vop, Vop, didn't we, Sucky? Um, yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, and it was it was all right. It was good, but you it's, fucking they get a fortune like fifteen quid for an autograph. Yeah. Paul McGann, yeah. and it was all day long. One massive queue all day long. Yeah. They're shitting money. I mean, these conventions for them are just an incredible source of income, which is fair enough. Um, yeah, remember at, right at the end as well. It was just finishing up, and there was nobody there. And we just tried to get look, Paul. Can we just have a quick word? And now the the minder or the burden yeah, or whoever was looking after him, he just went. No, stop. Yeah. And he didn't even look at us when Paul began. He just got picked up his stuff, stuffed his went. cash in his bag, and off he went. Oh, I got, I got bollocked. Sorry, I just I got one thing for. Uh, I got bollocked by John Pertwee uh, in 1992 as well for dawdling in a queue. It was brilliant. Um, yeah, so that was <laughs> that was my claim to fame. Sorry, Lindsay, go on. No, no, I was just going to say. I think part of the challenge is that as our relationship with celebrities has changed. To a certain extent, they've had to change the way they behave as well, because there will always be people who take advantage now. Because I think we feel like we own them more because of things like social media, because um, yeah. some of the nonsense that happens, like on Twitter and places, you're like, put yourself back in a box. Like, yeah, true. We need to. Is anyway, it? Have, have you got any um, uh, convention stories, Andrea? That you'd like to share? All x Um <laughs> No, I'm, I'm very blessed. I get get treated very well at conventions. Am I the only person who's kind of met quite a few Star Trek actors? Uh, well, you think, yes, you definitely are. are they? Yes. Well, I'm, 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 I'm the most Star Trek-y for once. Um, well, well. Yeah, so I've met quite a lot of the Discovery cast. Um, I think, to be honest, I think it, it'll probably surprise people, but I think the most kind of... I don't want to say starstruck, but kind of just a little bit slightly overwhelmed was when I met Brent Spiner. Oh, my and, God. 
I was just kind of like I was a little bit like I had like I, I draw these kind of Star Trek Hello Kitties. Um, some of you might have seen them, um, and I really wanted me data one signing, and like I've like got it in my hand and it's got the front. I was like fucking hell, it's data, <laughs> and it just like and I think particularly because it was someone I'd watched from being a kid. Mm. Um, it was just, and he was really lovely. He was really, really nice. Um, and I will say, when you kind of see him as himself, he has—he's a man with beautiful eyes, um, which I was quite surprised by. I was like, oh, <laughs> did not they covered them with contacts? Yeah. Um, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite one you've met? I know it's a hard thing to ask that, but who was who was sort of like, oh, they're really ace. Um, excluding the obvious. Yes, excluding um, yes, not. I'm going to exclude the obvious. Um, but I'd, I'd probably prefer meeting Jason at other types of events um, mm. if, rather than conventions, if you know what I mean. Um, Ken Mitchell is a really, really lovely man. Um, we had a really good laugh with him um, at DST a couple of years ago. Mary Chief was lovely. Um, I've not met anyone who was... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some credit to Anson Mount because um, I'm quite cheeky. Um and I was like, I went for my autograph and stuff. I was like, look, I've got a photo with you tomorrow. Um, could you do me a little favour? And he kind of looked at me like, kind of, what's coming here? I said, look, we've got this like life-size like cardboard Jason Isaac with us. Um, will you do the distracted boyfriend meme in my photo? And he was like, yeah, anything to take the piss out of Jason. So he was like totally up for it. Um, Shazad Latif, he's lovely as well. Um, to be honest, all the Discovery cast that I've met have been absolutely lovely. There's, oh, there's, there's uh, just, to, just to plug something, uh, there's, a star, there's a Star Trek podcast called Spocklight. Um done by, uh, well, there's three guys or whatever that do it. They did an interview with um, uh, uh, Shazadlin. Yeah, uh, and it's great. He literally went around their house uh, and did it with them as well. Like, it was was mental. They've done quite a few good interviews, but for a Star Trek podcast, I'd definitely recommend um, Spocklight. Um, It's my mate Liam H. Dempsey, because the podcast world's quite weird. I've sort of got, you know, friends with quite a few people from doing all these podcasts over the years, but he's one of the only ones I've actually met. Uh, and randomly, I met him in Brussels because <laughs> I was in I was in Bruges for a few days and he was over in Brussels. And we said, right, well, let's just... I was train ride, let's meet up. So we met up and had a pint in Brussels. So we said, like, we'll never meet in the UK. We only ever meet abroad. Um, but I'd recommend checking out Spocklight. There's loads of good interviews and loads of good chat on there. And it's a bit different because... They started from the point of view as in they didn't really know much about Star Trek, but the journey's been quite fascinating, how much they've learned and stuff like that as well, so check it out. Um, cool. Have you got any convention stories, John? Uh, no, I went, once went to a PC World convention in London <laughs> in 1993. <laughs> does, that, does that count? What, I mean, what happened at the PC World? Yeah, what happened at the PC World? I bought some cabling. It was nice. Isn't that just, <laughs> isn't that just shopping? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> shopping in a very big shop. Yeah, brilliant. Right, let's uh, let's get on with this. Should we get on with this podcast? Let's, has anyone else got anything else they want to say? No. Cool. Let's get on with it. Let's find out um, the first ten episodes, ten to six. How we rank them? Would you like to finish it, Captain? I don't know how. That is not true, sir.
right, number one. I came here to find safety. But one is never safe from the past. Please, sir, someone's after me. I have an appointment. Your name, please, sir? Picard. P-I-C-A-R-D. It's nice to see you up and around again. We have an obligation to investigate. There is no we, Jean. Admiral, I am standing up for the Federation, for what it should still represent. This is no longer your house, Jean-Luc. Go home. I have to help her. You really want to go back out into the cold? More than ever. a plan. Another top secret unauthorized rescue mission. This is everything that ever mattered to me. I'm going with you. I need your skill and your courage. The past is written. <laughs> but we are left to write the future. Hold on. was sent for a reason. I'll get the information we need. I help people who have no one else to help them. Dad! What? Come out here! Stop yelling! It's Jean-Luc Picard! Hello, Will. Jean-Luc. <laughs> waiting to be claimed. Thank you for not trying to talk me out of all this. <laughs> Believe me, I know better. <laughs> okay, so, what do you think we thought the worst episode was? Any ideas? Silence says no. Um, so I shall. So I shall just tell you. Um, so these are all out of twenty-five, obviously. Um, and the one we scored the worst was episode two, Maps and Legends, with seventeen point two five. But it was a bit of a filler. I seem to remember, wasn't it? Yes. Very much so. I think it was yeah. setting up the story a lot. It was. Um, it was still enjoyable, but yeah, we definitely scored that one the lowest, uh, without a doubt. Um, anyone got anything they'd like to say about this episode? Um, <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to I'm going to fill this fill space. Thanks, Bob. John. Uh, I think at that convention in London, I ought to have really have got some discs. <laughs> right. That would have been that would have been that would have been that would have been better, I think, than spending the money on cables because I didn't have that much money. What what, what discs would you yeah, have this, bought? This like epi- a square this discs? Episode, just three and a half inch discs. Right? <laughs> cool. They were they were, yeah, they were good. Back. Floppies. <laughs> it's a few floppies, Bob. It's not it's nothing to laugh about. I mean it's an important technical thing. This is fucking brilliant. It's exactly what wants to happen in this podcast. Um, well this is uh, Right, it's possibly more exciting than that. Than that that's what I'm saying, really. Because right. well brought back there. Yeah, it was good job. Yeah, the, I think is this, is this the one where Dodge got killed? Yeah, she was killed in the first. Was she? Was it Give the me first? two seconds. 
because you know what I should have in front of me? My notes from all the other ah, episodes. Ah, that's good, isn't it? Yes, Lindsay. Give me two seconds and I'll come right back. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I'm re- I've got a notebook and I do all of my notes in the same notebook, so I'm uh, looking now. Um, oh, it's the one where we had his badge in his backy tin. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, he met Raffi, didn't um, he? Went to meet Raffi, that was the one. Yeah. Oh, here we go. We're warming up now. This is great. I'll tell you what. The fact that he only took one bottle of wine looks even more ridiculous now. Doesn't it? Especially after I've got an 8.5 keg pint. (laughs) And also that Rafi is a massive smash head. God love it. And yet still very reliable and generally good at things. Yeah, no, she's been... It was a bit of a weird one, that, with Rafi, in this one, because it took me a little while to warm to her, and I think she's probably my favourite character in it now. Um, Yeah, I think she's great. Didn't she appear... Sorry, I'm just saying, didn't she appear right at the end of this episode? This, uh, the one yeah. that we voted the least favourite. Yeah, she did, yeah. But he took his, like, one bottle of wine and his net round at the end. Uh, it's not going to feed Raffi, is it? Raffi's going to be like, what? Him, you know, I could do better than that. Come on. You know, so, have you got, have you, are you scrolling through your notes there, Lindsay? I am, I am. I have also realised that I didn't put the titles of the episode at the top of the <laughs> right. pages. This is awesome. This is, this is what we wanted tonight. <laughs> This is what we wanted. Shall I move on? Level of smooth and really strong. Yeah, let's move on. Move on. Uh, the, so the the one we ranked least uh, next, uh, it was episode eight, Broken Pieces, with a seventeen point seven five. Um, which one was Broken Pieces? That was the one with I think Andrea's favourite line of all time in it. Oh, was it, not? it was. Yes. I yes. think that's kind of harsh. <clears throat> well, um, I- it was the one with um, all the holograms. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I found a bit of a, a bit of an oddity, to be honest. I think it's it's one of those scenes where I thought this is going to be really popular, but I'm kind of cringing inside a little bit while I'm watching this. Well, you scored, um, you scored it three point five. This one, and John John yeah. was always with three. So yeah, it was a bit of a yeah, not not great. Yeah, I, I think hate I, it. But... I think I, I think it was low for me because uh, it was just a bit of a jumble. Mm. It was like went back and forth between. Between places, between the ship and between uh, that and the cube, the cube was born and nothing really happened. And it was just, well, lots of stuff happened. It was done in such a way that was like, this is not great TV. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely another episode of we need to fill in the blanks and we need to get these people to a point where they understand things. Yeah, this was one of those episodes where everything had to be. Uh, explain what what's happening so all the crew could get together and it did come after the episode with the uh, Rikers in right so it just you know you're going to come down from a high with that episode down to a low with this one it was next and I think we need to acknowledge that even these bad episodes were not bad no, like, God, no as far as not. did we did any of us score anything underneath a three at all this uh, series? no absolutely not yeah so that's pretty decent so, isn't it yeah I would have thought so that's pretty decent. Uh, next, we have um, episode three. The end is the beginning with eighteen point seven five. Now, it was a bit of a trilogy, wasn't the first three episodes? Um, yes. So by the end of this one, it was we were going into space. Um, but again, this was a brilliant episode, um, and it's this is, these aren't low scores. These are out of twenty five. You know, eighteen point seven five out of twenty five. It's a it's a strong score. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Was that the whole episode? Did I miss that week? You what? Uh, have you missed a week? I don't know, because I've got I've only got scores. You see, 
Um, I have no no notes for that week. Yeah. I think I must have been an absentee that week. I think, yeah, I think you were. Quite possibly. A, AWOL, yeah. Um, but you give that 3.5, Andrea. Uh, I give it 4. Uh, John give it 3.5. Uh, in fact, you, you uh, John, Andrea and Sucky give it 3.5. Uh, Lindsay give it a higher score this one actually with uh, 4.25 so you definitely like this one I did and like you know the, the notes that I've got like the bit that really stuck with me is that final sequence at the end um, where he's like on the ship and they do like the little engaging moment and you know what's coming and you know what's coming and you know what's coming and it's great anyway excellent yeah no that's it it was a yeah a good sort of first three episodes to kick it off I thought um, th- this is also, this is the episode where we last saw the, uh, the the regional Romulans in there. So and they did have a quite good action scene as well. Mm. I was about to say, given how much we love the regional Romulans, it's quite <laughs> funny that two of their episodes have ended up so low down the rankings. Isn't Elnor a regional Rom- Romulan? Yeah, but he wasn't an original regional Romulan. <laughs> regional, right. regional Romulan. It's quite hard to say. Well, to be that. fair, no, my, my, regional Romulans. So there was like. The, there's like the Earth-based regional Romulans. There's the Dominatrix uh, regional Romulans, and then there's Elnor. Oh, Dominatrix regional Romulans. Elnor. Yeah, the the brother uh, and sister and all that. The Rissa. Rissa Narica Romulan too, and are both. How, they're regional. Well, they don't sound like the other Romulans, do they? So. Well, one has an English accent, and the other one doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, they're supposed to be brother and sister. Very true. I don't know. I, suppose... I think they're, quite, they're both quite sort of home home counties, well spoken. I would say. I'm just yeah. flicking through my notes, though, and it's amazing how many times I've written the word incest. Leaps <laughs> 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 yeah. out on the page when you. Yeah, keep seeing it. Keep seeing it flower a lot, which, which amounted to like fuck all, basically. Oh, say again. Sorry. Say again. We still don't know. I don't know who Beautiful Flower was. No, we don't. That's no, very we good don't, point. Really. No, we don't. So that might happen in season two. But it was a good first, you know, three episodes, I thought. Uh, and then we're on to episode four. Absolute candor. Now we scored this 19.05. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because if you're 3.8, John, you're randomer. <laughs> uh, I give this a four. Wow. Uh, you give it a 3.8. Lindsay, 3.75. Andrea, a four. And Sucky, 3.5. Absolute candor was when well, we met Eleanor, wasn't it? And that was cool. Um, we met. What, what, what did, did we meet? Seven of nine as well. Yes. Did we? Yes. Did yeah. She, no, she, no, she jumped up the end of episode. Yeah, she right at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah at the end. Sort of right she at did the end. all that shooting, didn't she? In that. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a good one. My favourite note on that is Romulan Ninja Nuns. Fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Romulan re, re, regional Rom. Regional Romulan. Re, I'm trying to say regional Romulan it's worth it. Ninja it's worth Nuns. It, Bob. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Sorry, I'm going to shut shut the fuck up now. Um, yeah. Someone talk, not me. <laughs> my uh, my fi- my favourite. Gosh, how much have we had there? Um, my favourite. <laughs> comment uh, from this episode is just I've got screeds and screeds of stuff about Picard picking fights and did he not realise that he wasn't, like, when his first hello didn't go down well when he uh, went down to the planet could he not have stopped trying to be quite so friendly well I quite li- I like, the I like that like Picard. yeah, but I like well, that though just, I, uh, I, I liked it when he went back and was a badass as well um, and all that because this journey's been 
just awesome for Picard trying to get himself right again. And I think it's the, the journey applies to most of the cast because most of them, you know, have these issues, uh, which is I think been a running theme. You know, Raffi with her addiction, her issues with her son, Picard going from like doing nothing um, to you know being Picard again. Um, you've got obviously Seven and Nine journey, just a bit a bit crazy. Uh, you've got Aggie. You know, all over the place, and then goes evil, comes good again. The character journeys—I just started, start, sorry, I just started thinking about it. Then the character journeys have been absolutely yeah. amazing. Uh, in this, this is where I think they started to really sort of flesh them out, wasn't it? Really. Um, but yeah, nineteen point zero five. That one. Anyone got any more thoughts on that one? John, it's just the first of the Jonathan Frakes uh, directed episode. Legend. And uh, yeah, so glad to see him back in the, uh, the Star Trek universe. Cool. This is also where we first learn that Elnor is going to space to see a cat. <laughs> Which then doesn't happen. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think I've, I've tended to take points off like retrospectively because he didn't get to meet the cat. <laughs> it's all about... I hope he meets a cat in season two. 100%, that's what I really hope. Uh, right, I'm going to uh, engage the warp drive because uh, we're going to go on into, warp into a bit of daft. We put a thing on Twitter um, asking people who, you know, who they thought, we, well, basically which they thought, we, I can't speak, I wonder why, um, who they, which character, Star Trek character they thought we were. Now, we had a, a hilarious one from uh, someone called John Aitken. Um, he, he thinks I resemble Beverly Crusher. Is that because I'm sexy and ginger, John? Yeah. I thought so. Totally. Um, he also said Sucky looks like a, a, a really... Hard-looking Klingon, not very nice. Yeah, is, it? Who, is that is that a particular Klingon, or is it just somebody that you spotted, John? Uh, I think I think I would be I would be putting Galron in if I'd thought about it a bit deeper, but I haven't. I just grabbed any old Klingon uh, and stuck it in there. Just been nasty. That Klingon looks like the opera singing guy from DS Nine. Oh yes, it does. That's a good point. Well, well done, Lindsay. Um, anyway, so there's well, the, the, the your rendition of Ness and <laughs> The irony being, of course, uh, that, that. Uh, Sucky doesn't have any ears. <laughs> what? what? I don't know about that. Oh, well, yeah, because I don't like music. You don't like music, yeah. But, but, yeah. but the thing is, I've got longer hair than he has, actually. I just thought about that. Yeah, looking at that picture off, you have got longer hair. You have, you have a lot of beautiful hair, Sucky. But anyway, our list, our listeners actually got involved, um, and. Uh, Shep's deep dive. Um, he said, "Sucky looks like Khan, or well, not looks like, but reminds him of Khan." Yes. Yes, you got you got Khan from Shep's deep dive. Um, from, yeah. from Bruce Wayne, I got, I got Q um, because occasionally throwing in a quick uh, a quick comment in into the into pull pull the rug from under the others um, and his premiership quality manipulation when it comes to <laughs> red shirt vote. So I got Q. That's pretty cool. Uh, Lindsay, you got. Uh, Oh my god, my mind's got a blank. The Klingon lady. I'll be Bolana Torres. Yeah, Torres, yeah. Uh, from Bruce Wayne. Uh, apologies for the engineer, but intelligent, strong, and fiercely independent, uh, with perhaps the odd anger management issue. <laughs> you definitely want her by your side. That's nice, though, isn't it? That's nice. Um, uh, yes, I suppose so. Bruce Wayne said, uh, Sucky's like Odo. Uh, quiet, understated, and keeping control in a calm and measured way. There you go. Uh, from Bruce Wayne, Andrea, you've got um, uh, Jax, Jax oh, what's she called? Drax, Dax, 
Dax. Dax. Dax, yes. Just see a Dax. Just see a Dax. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, brains for two, strong, caring, street smart, good in a scrap, and the best thing to ever happen to a space station. There you go. That's nice, Andrew, isn't it? From Bruce. It um, is. Oh, I'm very uh, flattered by that that's one. That's lovely, yeah. Uh, John, Bruce Wayne says, you're um, Tilly. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, you're a twat. Um, no, it says uh, del- delusions of control occasionally goes off at <laughs> a weird tangent, but reliable and a friend anyone would want. I couldn't agree with that more, to be honest with you. Um, who else we got? Uh, Ship Stick Diver said I look like um, what's he called? That little weirdo in uh, Voyager. Neelix. Neelix, that's him, yeah. Uh, and he also said that you're uh, like Spock, John. Uh, nice. Andrea's got seven and nine from Shep's Deep Dive. Wow. Uh, oh, I'm, doing, I'm doing well here. I have doing very well. <laughs> uh, and Lindsay's got a uh, uh, Troy. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Not quite sure where that one comes from. I, don't know. I think he's right. Got, the pictures. Oh, sorry. But yeah. the pictures that I put in, they've actually gone into the WhatsApp group that we've all got for us. Yeah. And also, they're just a snapshot of the GIFs that he'd actually put in. And the GIFs are quite sexually pro- provocative. Right in that you um for angry. all of them or just for the just, women? Yeah. Just the two women. Sorry. But uh, um, yeah, just the two women so uh, yeah. well I thought I'd just put the uh, I'm just glad you, I'm just glad Shep Steve that's having a lovely time. Put your cock away. Um so <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> who so I'm gonna I'm gonna come to each of you, right. Um who who do you think so name a Star Trek character that you, you think we are. So John, which Star Trek character do you think was for our very quickly, in a tiny bit of reason. You want me to? You want me to pick four characters that remind me of each of you? Yes. Well, you're Beverly Crusher first. That's fine. Hot ginger. Sucky's Galron. <laughs> Andrea is. Hmm. This is an interesting question. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put Loris. Loris, because she's regional. No, oh, regional Klingon. Are you doing all right? Uh, here, are you, Andrea? And Lindsay. That, <laughs> Lindsay's Scotty, obviously. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. I'll come to. I'm gonna come to. <laughs> I'm gonna come to Lindsay now. If you can calm down. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Suki, I think you're probably Chakotay. It's all about like you know calm and measured and kind of spiritual and kind of uh, a good guiding hand. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um. Oh, Bob, you're definitely Reginald Barclay. <laughs> that is not that, that is, fucking that, clever. That is fucking horrible. <laughs> Although he did play, he did, he did play. He did, he did. Yeah, he, I know, he, but he's a complete mess the rest of the time, though, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but he, we all have our moments, John. And he was also Murdoch in the air team, so I'll take that actually. That is true. That is yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, John, I think I'm going to make you Blana Torres because I think you. <laughs> wow. Have I expected to be mirror universe somebody. <laughs> no, you're not properly evil. You're just a bit grumpy. <laughs> what? Um, and then, oh, then I think you're gaining. I think, like, despite what you like to pretend, you're very wise. Yeah. And there's a lot goes on. Oh, that's pure. Yeah, doing really well, Andrea. People seem to like you. Know that's good, isn't it? <laughs> um, Andrea, go on. Your turn. Right, I've gone for Spock for John. Because nice. we did our own little side project, and Kirk and Spock come as a double act, so basically I'm just going to make myself Kirk. I've put Troy for Lindsay, because someone has to listen to me more than all about her problems, and it is usually Lindsay. Um, 
I have put Sarek for Suki because he's really fucking old. Um, <laughs> put... uh, there's no need for the old. I mean, effing, yeah, but the old. Um, and I've put Quark for Bob because Because what? Because he's deeply inappropriate. Fair enough. Is it the Quark when he's dressed up as a woman? Is that the one? (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, like Andrea, that was so spot on. I'm tempted to change mine. Uh, Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, uh, um, Well, these are very lovable characters out there in their own way. That's all I'm thinking. I'm being positive about it all. Um, Sucky? Um, Right. I've got community. uh, I've got Uhura from Lindsay. Uh, because she's a really good communicator and you just sit there and you listen to her everything she's saying you take it all in and that's a horror that is uh and then andrea i've got your wish bab right you wanted to be troy's mother right so <laughs> yes. you're troy's mother what's her name luxwana yeah such an insult <laughs> bob bob is right at the moment currently he's putting up pictures that he's put up on a few whatsapp groups of him with his legs akimbo Right, but in a Sylvester McCoy costume. <laughs> but he's definitely Royka. Oh, right, I fucking love you, Sucky. Which is what he's doing at the moment. Right? And I, I can imagine him, he's actually, he's not sitting down doing this podcast. He's legs akimbo across a desk. How do you right know? Now. Are you watching me? Got full leg upon, you have, leg you upon have, you bench. Have le- you have got your le- camera left on, mate. So, you yeah. know, we're all, we're I've got, all good, I've got my leg big eyes. Leg upon the bench, pulling a pint from my uh, cask. Yeah, how did you know? Oh, Sucky, that's very nice. Thank you very much indeed. Well, is it my turn now? I've also got John. Oh, John, yes. John, John's Wharf. But well, I was going to be nasty and go Wharf sister, but I thought I'd just go Wharf. Uh, well, I'm glad you didn't say Alexander. That would have been awful. Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. Whoever came up with this idea should be uh, taken out the back and disposed of. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was you, it I was think. Me. Yeah, it was it you. Was. One of you mentioned it in the podcast, right? And I thought, okay, I'll put this on Twitter, and it just went uh, a bit viral with some of our listeners. That's why it's, this is why it's in our award show. Oh, well, there I we go. I can't remember then. which one it was. It was, yeah. No, you definitely did it. Uh, right, me. Okay, I'm going to be nice. So uh, I thought we all were. No, um, I don't no. think I was. To no, be honest, I've <laughs> uh, Right, I'm going to. Make Lindsay's day, Jane away. There you go. Aww. S- strong leader. Yeah, strong, strong woman. So I definitely think you remind really me of Jane away. Aggra- really aggravating. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do do a pretty good Princess, Je- uh, Princess, Je- Princess uh, Anne hairdo occasionally too. That's so yeah. um, So, Sucky, I don't know. I, I, I think you remind me of. Um, what's the lady in Deep Space Nine called? Um, oh my god, it's going to do my head in. Um, Kira? Yeah, Kira. That's the one. Oh, the one with the reach. bridge on the nose. The, the, the yeah. Bajoran. Bajoran, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you remember, yeah, yes. yeah Kira. I don't know why, um, but I get that vibe from you. Um, absolutely. Uh, Andrea. Oh. That's a difficult one, isn't it? Is it Bajazels? 
<laughs> actually, yeah, you could do you could do a good bajazzle about actually. Yeah, we'll go with that, John. Actually, wow. Andrew's bajazzle. You've done very well, Andrew, in this. Um, and John, can I change my name to bajazzle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can be, you can be whatever you want. Um, right, and, and my mind escapes me again. Sorry, um, uh, John is the character who appeared in loads of Deep Space Nine, but never spoke. Um, what was oh, his? Lord. Who? Morn. Morn. Yes. Yes. Morn. Fuck you, Bob. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mind you, he was a bit of a stud, was Morn. So yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he was a stud. Morn is. I, I, in fact, I, I, I wanted to call the band Sons uh, Sons of Morn because um, I got this whole backstory about him and you know being a, a, a sort of lad of the lad of the planets and stuff um, after Morn. So yeah, you're Morn, John. Um, I do like a mud bath, so that's always good. You do. I've seen you. Um, when we were wrestling that time. Cool. Uh, oh. Anyway, let's get this back in. Let's get swap driving gears to get back into these top ten. That was a bit of daft, wasn't it? So, episode nine, Et in Arcadia Ego Part One is next uh, with a twenty out of twenty-five. We all scored this pretty strongly. Uh, Andrea did a three point five though. Uh, I was a four. John was a four. Sucky was a four, and Lindsay went another point five at four point five. I thought it was a great episode. This one, um, really good build up to a finale. That's for sure. I'm surprised it got it's it's that far down. If you see what I mean, mm. I expected it to be near the top. Well, because I, I felt that was a quite a strong episode. Yeah, but I think we've got to remember that there were only ten, and there were a couple of really strong standalone episodes. Yeah. Because we still haven't seen the Rikers yet, and we still haven't done Stardust City Rag, both of which I'm expecting to be near the top end of the uh, spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. A, it was. A, it was. A, it was. A, the thing is, I think you got. We're looking at these now after seeing the whole season. Do you know what I mean? So it's, um, it's different, isn't it? When you've seen it all, your, your opinions and scores maybe would change, but this was like at the time that week. Which is what I quite like about uh, yeah. something going out weekly as well. Um, has anyone got any more thoughts on this one? We I think I was got... quite harsh. I was probably the harshest on it. And I think it's just that thing of like when you've got a two part finale, I think if the first part is like if you walk away thinking that's like a 10 out of 10, it's amazing, mm. I do usually end up being massively disappointed by what comes next. Whereas I think it was kind of, it was building towards the next episode, which I liked a lot more. So I suppose you can look at the, the two parts as kind of, as one thing now. Whereas they kind of left us wanting a bit more, if you know what I mean, which I think is a good thing for where it's sat in the series. But that's probably why I marked it a little bit harshly. It's it's the, it's the Doctor Who syndrome. I think you said that before, which I've yeah. always had annoyance with. That you you either love the first of the finale and don't like the second, or vice versa. Um, apart from I think in season twelve, um, it had it had some of the best visuals of the season so far in the in the orchids oh, and uh, oh, and the Borg cube coming out of the warp trans uh, conduit. That yeah. was like stand standalone moment for that. Mm. Well, for the whole series, really. That was class. And there were some excellent hugs. Oh yeah, quality hugs. <laughs> it's all about the hugs. Not the, the best hugs. hugs of the season. Not the best. You know what? When you're when you live in a socially distant world, hugs are important. Um, not the best of the season, though. Those are still to come. Absolutely. Cool. Any more thoughts from anyone on this one before I move on? Nope. Cool. Nope. Uh, next is episode six, the impossible box, the Rebus Cube episode, which we give twenty-one 
0.25 out of 25. Sucky, you give it a 4 along with me. Uh, John, you give this a 4.5, which is very generous for you. Uh, yeah. And as did Andrea. Uh, and Lindsay, 4.25. So it's strong. I th- strong. I think I probably gave it the most marks because Jurati has sex with Rios in that episode. So <laughs> that's, it's always good to have Jurati getting stuff that she likes. Poor, poor lass. Oh poor Aggie. This I've is the episode that. with the Picard and Q detective show in it, though. That was, I think, probably what I enjoyed most. That was class, that, yeah. And Soji turns, doesn't she? She gets poisoned and turns. She does, where it starts kicking off this, isn't it? Yeah. It's also the origin of the line, every part of that guy that's not ego is rampaging id, which I still love. <laughs> Any more thoughts? I've written, welcome and gratuitous shirtlessness. <laughs> Oh, it's from uh, when he was kicking his balls about uh, Rios. That's also when we uh, started speaking about the fact there wasn't enough green light on the Borg cube, which obviously is rectified later. Mm. That's very true. Very true. Um, I think I think this one was particularly strong because the action on the on the Borg cube was pretty decent this time, rather than sort of scanned over as it has been in other episodes. But I think it was. It like... does also have the first. Me- it has the weird meditation thing that doesn't make sense or work at all. Yeah, though. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. It's also like Lindsay touched on before the the whole Hugh and Picard dynamic was so beautifully. Oh yeah, of course. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was. Again, class. another good hug. Mm. Great hug. Great hug. Um, guess what's next? Episode one. Remembrance. Strong. Twenty two. Uh, out of 25 and giant on this is episode 10 uh, in Arcade We Go Part 2 as well with 22 Uh, for Remembrance I give it a 5 because I think I was just far too excited Uh, John held back on a 4 Lindsay and Andrea were 4.5 and Sucky was a 4 I went went straight in what I normally do scoring the first episode of a a season of anything is try and keep it a bit low because you've got to have room but I just loved it that much I thought it was a brilliant introduction episode in retrospect, having watched the entire series now, do we do we still agree with the marks we gave for that first episode? Yes. I'd, yes. I'd, I'd probably knock it down a point mm. um, in retrospect, but I just I was just like I just was blown away by it. I just thought this is incredible, um, and yeah, so I was very happy with it. Now, did any of you did any of you change your scores afterwards? Because uh, on a few of the episodes, uh, some of us did say uh, we might change the scores after watching it once, maybe one, uh, an episode once more. Like, did any of you wanted to change the scores afterwards? Not me. I'm decisive and logical as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't. I know that the first half of the finale, I had only watched once and only about five minutes before we actually recorded. That's um, right. But no, I haven't. I haven't reviewed my marks. I think. I think I'm okay with that. Like, I think um, what what is becoming incredibly clear to me is that there is pretty good episodes. There are very good episodes, and then there are like two or possibly three outstanding episodes. Yeah. Um, and actually, the differentiation between those three things is not huge. There's not. No. I have yet to come across something that was a total clunker. So. I, I mean, I, I'm going to stick by my mark because I'm a dodgy tithead barman. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to stand strong on that. He's he's a really quack. He's a bit of a. He's got boobies on his head, hasn't he? A little bit. Them little lumps. I was thinking that then. No. Yeah. No. I don't think anybody in the world has ever referred to his ears as boobies on his head. No, he's he's. Front, his forehead, it's a bit bump, bumps on either side, a bit it's, like boobs or a bump. Like, so, so does quite a few aliens in uh, Star Trek, because that was the only way the, 
Yes, more like a smooth bottom. Aye, we'll go with that. Aye, all right then. I'm a dodgy bumhead. Okay, I think... He looks more like a walnut than either of those things. Let's move on. Oh, you horrible people. Uh, So, yes, uh, the other one that scored 22 also was uh, episode 10 in Arcade Ego Part 2. I give it a 4.5. John, four, uh, 4.5 from uh, Lindsay and Andrew, along with me. And okay, so we all give it 4.5, part of Johnny give it a four, the finale, um, which for me I thought was just just great. Um, and I loved the, the, you know, I think I think we all agreed last week when we talked about it that the last sort of 15 minutes were just incredible television. Uh, and I love the fact it's kind of like a restart. Everyone has sort of gone through their issues to a degree and they're now just about to just get out into space and have a lovely time that's the way I'm sort of seeing it so, that yeah. scene that scene with uh, Data was possibly the best scene of, this, of the entire yeah, thing it was incredible yeah it's certainly up there and it was just it was beautifully done by two actors who obviously have a long standing relationship and it was just it was lovely yeah. and that setting of that sort of simulation everything black everything sort of weird in space it was just quite haunting really it was good mm. It were, good. It, it were good one. It were a good one. It were definitely a good one. Right, I'm going to engage warp drive because we're going to go to Planet Daft again. Oh, God. Here we are on the Planet Daft again. So, um, I just want to go... Because this is our first sort of... It feels like we've come to the end of a, a series one of this new podcast. Uh, and I'm really enjoying it. And thank you very much, guys, for being on it and you think it's a, you're all a great bunch of people and I think we have a great dynamic um, and I hope everyone else has enjoyed it by the way but what's been your sort of highlight of the podcast so far Lindsay um, clearly it is the burgeoning friendship and the civil relationship and discussion that I always have with John <laughs> um, I feel like growingly close um, I feel like uh, he understands me and we agree on so much yeah like two peas in a pod <laughs> where the hell is this coming from <laughs> well, I love it like, I, I, I've really enjoyed the, the, the bands to use the phrase but um, I'm just going to say I have been for the past few weeks it has been great listening to you pair just bicker them what and we don't between. bicker we discuss shush, shush. And, and it's been <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Can I just right. point out that it's was not just... me shushing him? Who's <laughs> uh, potted? That was not me shushing him. That was not you shushing him. The, the, the husband, the wife and the husband of John. Yeah, no, I'm not getting Lindsay. jealous at all. All right. <laughs> but yeah, it's been fantastic. Just listen to you, Pet. I equally despise all of you, so it's fine. Oh, now I don't feel special anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed that dynamic. It has made me laugh a lot. Um, it's good. Someone needs to keep John right. He's, he's such a he's such a rogue. Uh, John, have you, uh... so have, you got, have you got have you got any more highlights, Lindsay? Oh, many. But let's move on. All right, John. Have you got any little highlights you'd like to share with us? I mean, thank you, Lindsay, for those kind words. But my <laughs> highlight was. Uh, you trying to vote me as red shirt and me manipulating it, so you got voted off at red shirt. I think that was my <laughs> finest moment. That is my finest moment. At all. He, he, he was, he I mean, was very happy just in podcasting, but in life in general, that was just up there. Best thing that's ever oh. happened to you, John. Best thing that's ever happened to you, was it? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I live for that stuff. Amazing. That was funny, like. Uh, Andrea? 
Um, well, it's, it's a tough choice between having a massive conversation about William Shatner and horse semen um, <laughs> and actually interviewing like a proper Star Trek oh, person. Yeah. In a, I, about that. I was going to say, yeah, that was um, awesome, like. It was on me on my very very bestest behaviours yet again. I'm I'm, I'm going to have to start behaving worse. I think to be honest, I'm just going to drink more with podcast. Um, Reputation maintained. And, uh... Yeah, exactly. I think the other the other thing I've noticed is going through my notes. Like the first episode, I've got like about six lines and a drawing of a chicken um, <laughs> and they've just got longer and longer and longer so I, I, I think at some point I, I feel like I've become a little bit more like knowledgeable and informed rather than just like stabbing me way in the dark <laughs> <laughs> no that's cool that's that's good uh, it's okay right so I haven't got any highlights because oh I've only God. got low lights because everybody's going on about my age Right, it makes me feel old. You're fucking old. Granddad, we love you. And it started. And every time I try and bring it back to a conversation <laughs> about Star Trek, it's got to go straight back to being being old. It's granddad. It was broken. broken. Yeah, sucky. it was actually it was Lindsay that started that, you know. I, I, Lindsay. Was before we recorded the first episodes. Yeah. Lindsay just mentioned it once in passing, and then me and John jumped right on it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were talking about how old so he was, you... and therefore I called you granddad. Yeah. Not sure it's entirely my fault. You know me and John have a lot of love for you, Sucky, that we, uh, yeah. we need to express in the form of being horrible bastards. Um, we, we love you dearly, <laughs> I really. To, I, have to, I have to go home and cry all the oh, while. shut up, Sucky. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, it's just terrible. Where's the sympathy, guys? Where's the sympathy? It's no a, sympathy it, at all. You know it's true. You know, of work. you know it's true. It's all. You, you know it's true. You like, shut the fuck up. I know, yeah, shut up, Sucky. <laughs> yeah. It's, you, know, it's oh, true, you know it's true love when we can have this banter. That's that's what it's because we love you so much, Sucky. Hey, hey, okay, I'm deaf and I'm deaf and fucking old from Birmingham, what? whatever you're from. Um, right. <laughs> cool. Um, I think my highlight was just getting this off the ground, and I, I and I was very like shit. I don't know what this is going to be like. Um, obviously, I, I know just a shit. No, I know, Suc- <laughs> I know, I know, Sucky and John John really well, and I've done loads of podcasts with them, and it, and it was sort of. Um, you know, basically, what I wanted to do was rather than the usual blokes all doing a podcast or all women doing a podcast kind of thing, I, I've never really heard one where it's got both on it. Um, and then when Lindsay um, ripped a new one in the Prog Who laddie feed on Twitter, I was very impressed. Um, and then that's that's when I wanted to get Lindsay on a podcast. Um, it took a little while, but we got there in the end. And, I, and Lindsay said, "Well, I can't do it every week." Uh, maybe not, even though you pretty much have. Um, but I know Andrea, um, who will be kind of a substitute. But then we just all did the five of us on the first episode, and I was like, "This is fucking brilliant. These guys are just mint. It's exactly what I want." And I just love the fact that it's all um, just so everyone's very different, um, and it's a, it's a mix of people, female and male. I know that sounds like a silly thing, but I can't think of a podcast where it's not just lads and lasses. So that's uh, and that's Star Trek for me as well, is that we have you know people from different sexes, um, eth- ethnicity, you know different backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's shock horror. We don't all agree with each other. Exactly, but we do it in a lovely and nice way. Um, and you definitely. I don't, I, I 
don't know about oh, that. Shut the fuck up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a grumpy ass, yeah. Jack. Uh, but yeah, that was that uh, rather being a bit daft. That was genuine, sincere. Thank you very much for for oh, doing bless. this. It's definitely worked out a lot better than I ever expected it to. So and it's it's not, not all down to you lot and you you know the time you put in as well. Covid Covid nineteen helps. You know we can't leave the house, so we've been doing podcasts on a regular basis. But you know, um, these are nice words, Bob. But remember the dwarf gate. <laughs> Fuck off, John. There's other gates as well you could make. There's many gates. There's more gates. Yeah. Many gates. It's like having a walk through <laughs> National <laughs> Park. Because <laughs> nobody's now allowed it, so we'll just move on. Yeah, it it's worth mentioning that it's been lovely that we've uh, that so many of you guys have listened and, and interacted with us as well. It makes all the difference. Oh, yeah, totally. And, yes. Well, we're having a great time, and I would totally do this just for the banter. Um, that you guys are enjoying it too. It's lovely. It definitely is. It definitely is. Right, let's fuck off Planet Daft. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. The right, Lindsay has predicted um, the top two earlier on in this episode, which was Stardust City Rag and Nepenthe. But which came second and which came first? What do you it think? It was you, Bob. It probably came first. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure. <laughs> Oh, oh, you are on fucking form tonight, aren't you? I'm you, sorry, man. I'm not sorry. I don't know where that came from. Bell ends. You're not sorry. Don't apologise. <laughs> I, I am confident in saying Nepenthe is number one because yeah, me too. I didn't enjoy Stardust City Rag as much as the other, mm-hmm. the rest of you guys did. Andrea Sucky. I think it's Nepenthe as well, actually. Yeah. I think it probably is, but I'm not sure I agree. Well, Ooh. number two, number two, episode episode five. Start a city rag with 22.5 out of 25. And number one, the winner was episode seven, Nepenthe. Now, Start a City Rag was a class episode, uh, in my opinion. I'll give these both five, by the way. Uh, you give Start a City Rag John 4.5, Lindsay give it a four, uh, Andrea on a five with me, and Sucky on a four. Um, Nepenthe, I give it a five, John four, uh, Lindsay five. Andrea 4.5 and Sucky 4.5 as well so big strong scores um, I think Stardust City Rag was a more of a awesome new ensemble piece um, which was just brilliant but I think we're all soft and daft um, for Riker and uh, Troy and that whole thing that episode was just it felt like not a lot happened um, but so much so much so much did and that was Oh, Andrew oh. pressed a button again. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That's all right. There's, there's loud noise in the house. I've had to shout at somebody to show. That's fine. <laughs> oh dear. Just uh, sorry. We just we entered tunnel, um, but I think um, the Penthe. It just we, I, like I said, I felt not much happened in it at the time. But th- this was the longest podcast we did uh, because there was so much in it. And I think to Star Trek fans, it was yeah, just beautiful. That's- I think it's interesting that, that the top two are ones that are sort of look back at old Trek a lot. I think Star Trek Rag felt a lot like a a, a kind of traditional Star Trek episode. Uh, in Insofar as it was a bit, little bit silly at times, but there was things happening. It was fairly dynamic. And Nepenthe was just was just us Star Trek fans dwelling in our love of all things TNG. Definitely. I think, no, I think these were cracking, cracking. Yeah, the Stardust so, City rag was also a highlight for me in that it really brought out Raffi's character as well and why she was in such a mess uh, with uh, the son. 
who, who does not want to be or does not want to talk to her. And I think that's what brought Michelle Heard to more to the forefront of her instead of her just being uh, seen in the, sitting in the background making jail, jail this, jail that. And but having a, a have a proper acting with her son and then the reaction when he rejects her. That's yeah. one of the highlights why I like Stardust Star City Rank. And Seven also, of Nine kicks ass as well in this episode. Yeah, she does, yeah. yeah and there's Mr. Vop, the uh, sentient oh, wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon he's related to Morn? He could be related to Morn, maybe. They're not. They're different different species, Bob. Oh, well, you know, you know wouldn't you, Morn? Um, How your eyes, Bob? I mean, just look at them. <laughs> it's not difficult. And different colours and different yeah. shapes. And, yeah. But hey, you just have a dig at me, Bob. That's fine. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, sorry, John. Not. Um, and in Nepenthe, the the introduction of Kestra, I think, worked really, really nicely. Oh, yeah, she was cool. So while there was a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, nostalgia that was lovely, and just for the record, by far the best hugs in this episode, um... There was lots of kind of new, interesting things as well, and we still don't know about this mysterious captain who lives on the other side of the lake, mm. who gave her a broken compass uh, that may or may we, not be a magic space compass. Are we just are we just um, as Star Trek fans uh, clinging on to that little <laughs> thing? Because we do kind of look at the minutiae of, of an episode and start to get excited about something that it's all very possible that the writers just slapped in and didn't think about at all. Yeah, but the thing is as well, uh, as Doctor Who fans as well, yes. they go around yeah. slapping in little small little things and next thing you know, big finish, finish audio. I've just gone and done a whole series of audios, audio plays about it. So uh, it's the same thing with Star Trek fans. They just need that yeah, one little it's, thing it's also and the same, whole series of books. It's also the same thing with Doctor Who as well. Timeless Child, Bad Wolf, you know, all these little seeds that are sown. And then suddenly, you know, you've got... Um, you know, a big story arc. You know, boy, Doctor Who's case, a massive one. Um, so I think that I think that's that's true to a lot of modern television as well. Yeah, and I think they're giving themselves options, aren't they? Because they've planted mm. that seed, and they may not come back to it, or they may come back mm. to it. Um, you, you know, we may discover that it was in fact Q, or we may discover that it's some other random person, but that they come into play at some other point in the future. Because yeah. we know that Riker isn't going forward with the new Picard crew. But I mean, I would that's be at all what, surprised if we see him again. That's what we want, but I mean, I just, I just worry that the writers aren't that crafty about that. They've been good at other stuff, but I, I would really like it to have been something rather than nothing in this series. I think, I don't know. This is what I mean about us Star Trek fans getting a little bit obsessed about the minutiae. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> I think it's interesting that our top two, I would class them as quite nostalgic episodes. Yeah. Um, and just right, I know there's, there's that kind of backlash against kind of new Trek and it being different and things. But even for people who kind of embrace the fact that it's different, we still like a little bit of like mm. that comfort and like oh, it feels like an yeah. old, old kind of. Or the, there are old characters there. I, I think we we still quite like that safety net, especially in the first season. Um, and it'd be interesting to see after season two if we go for the sort of nostalgic episodes or if we've kind of warmed enough to the new characters for it to be more about them. No, completely. There's yeah. going to be a bit, there will be a bit of nostalgia in the next season. I mean, Guinan's coming back and there's hints of uh, Worf as well. I think, I, think, I, think, I think Guinan's one of my favourite characters and if Worf comes back, I'll lose my shit. That'll be awesome. I think uh, the EMH from uh, Voyager might be coming back as well, I saw. Oh, Robert well. Picardo is his name? Robert Picardo, yeah. 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 He's excellent. Uh, I, yeah. The doctor. I imagine, I, I'm just imagining a, an exchange between him and like Rios EMH, just 
and uh, Robert Picardo just looking down on the, the OCMH. <laughs> That'd be class. Yes, I can imagine his irritation would be quite high. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then they would end up singing together, so we'd be fine. <laughs> that would be class. Um, yeah, but two absolutely fantastic episodes, I think, yeah. But the winner is, with 0.5, uh, with 23 out of 5, Nepenthe. Um, just very quickly, I just want to ask what your sort of... I think I asked it in the last podcast, but what, what your sort of... Um, I'm trying to think of the best word to describe this, as you can tell. What What are your hopes, should we say, for uh, season two? Is there anything that you want to see, or you know uh, that kind of thing, John? Well, I, I think we're going to see quite a bit in season two. That it, it, I think we'll, we'll lose seven of nine from. The, I don't think everybody that's on the last arena at the end is going to be remaining on the crew. If they decide to go off and right some of the galaxy's wrongs. I still think she'll go back to the uh, Fenris Rangers and might just be sort of incidental. So, But I would, would really like to, as many of them that are on that ship now to stay together and for them to go around and do sort of righting wrongs. Yeah. That's, that's, just, that's, I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think I think the uh, the writers of these things do tend to like it differently. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the viewership wants it differently, even though the, the old viewers like us don't. Uh, so I'm just hopeful that they allow some time for like, episodes like Nepenthe, which was uh, a, a breath of fresh air. It was a, it was a pause. It was a respite episode where we got to dwell and character develop and see things like that. I don't want it to be 100% 100-mile-an-hour all the time. I want them to take time out. And thus, I want something like 14 episodes rather than 10. Yeah. I think it would have helped to have a few more episodes and to take some time. I'm aware yeah. that it costs too much money anyway, so probably won't get that but well I'm, you I'm, I'm, my, my part I, I literally you just read my mind John that's exactly what mm -hmm. I want um, you know to, the, the, this crew to stay together because I think we've got a fantastic crew uh, and I want them to just go off and do good stuff um, Lindsay uh, so the first and most important thing I would like is for Spot 2 to become the official ship cat uh, so that Elnora can have like a pet cat um, and that would be excellent and I would also like I would like for them to come across Beverly Crusher, but I would like her to be like Not literally. Don't <laughs> <laughs> fucking behave. <laughs> well we, as far as we're aware the Android Picard or Picardroid is in fact fully functional, so whatever he fancied really. <laughs> um, as long as she was consenting and it was, you know, a mutually pleasurable experience. I Sorry, that, that took me down to <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lindsay's coming down to our level now. This is great. <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to make sure that it's mutually satisfactory and definitely with... Wow. Oh, yeah, I forgot about... Mutual satisfaction, that's clean. I forgot, about, I forgot yeah. about Rape Gate. That was what you all won, that one, John. Uh, right. Was it? Yes, it was. <laughs> And let's ask for permission. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission in relation to sex life. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Uh, not one of your five. Let's not go down this road again. That's not what I meant, and you know it. I do, which five are still down. <laughs> um, <sighs> no, so I, if they're gonna if they're going to meet Beverly Picard, uh, Beverly Picard, Beverly Crusher at some <laughs> stage, I would like her to be like in charge of a ship out doing good stuff with Starfleet Medical somewhere as opposed to just like mooching around her. Oh I'd love to see Wesley. Well yeah, it's amazing. Pretty class. So and again I would like to see uh maybe some more episodic episodes but uh, a story arc that is not all about a 
big bad maybe would be nice cool excellent andrea um i'd like them to make it in 4k um, yes. I'm more about this in episode one. I'm yep. still mourning about it now. Fair. Um, it's not a big ask. <clears throat> I'd like to see Worf. I love Worf. Um, I would like to see Q. If I could yes. pick anyone who hasn't been that, I would like it to be Q. Yeah. And I would like the arc to be something different. Um, so I don't want it to be Romulans. I don't want it to be synth. I want it to be a completely kind of different arc rather than carrying on what we've already had. Um, yeah. Because I, I don't want... It's a bit like Doctor Who. There are big bads that I really like, but I don't want them every year. Um, so I would like it to take a new direction, I think. Yeah, fair enough. So, okay. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure if uh, Jenny Ryan had been cast as a regular right at the beginning, she would stay on with the show. But as she's still a, a recurring guest star, Right, I think she's probably gone in the first two episodes, as John says. She'll probably go back off to the Rangers. And then you've got like Michael Chabon, who was the main writer for this series, season one. He's also left, but he's still staying on in a creative role as uh, uh, on season two. But Teddy Metalis has taken over as the exec producer and the showrunner. So it's going to be a different sort of show. Right, and from, yeah. what else I've, uh, from what else I've just read, it's also going to be as season two uh season three have already been green green lit like yeah uh, they, they are going to be filming maybe these two back to back and get all the actors in and just film it all in one go so i can't see being a 16 episode a season show i can as uh, it'll probably be uh, a 10 episode a season show so they can film 20 episodes in one go and it's probably what uh john uh, Patrick Stewart actually wanted to do from what I've read he, he did say that he'd come back and do a three season arc three season uh, storyline for Picard mm. uh, and then that'd be it and I don't think he really wants to be doing uh, 20 odd episodes a season so yeah. that's that'll be uh, what I, but I do like I would like more standalone stories where the crew just come to a planet and explore and, you know, a bit more traditional trek and maybe and then sprinkle in the odd uh, arc line, arc storyline in there, and then just carry on from there. A bit like the first season of Doctor Who did with with Bad Wolf. I'm gonna say I think I think the thing is, well, um, because it's not a binge watch show, you know, it is a show that goes out every week as Discovery is. That they I think that's what they have is the ability or facility to to do standalone stories, and I, I would love to see that. The TV shows don't seem to do it anymore. And if they do do it, um, you know, I'm going to refer to Doctor Who season 11. Personally, I, I didn't think I did it very well, but the arc season was great, uh, and I had missed that. But I'd look, Star Trek is a perfect vehicle, well, as is Doctor Who, um, to go down to a planet and have one think, story in an hour or whatever it is, you know. I think one of the problems we have with that is that the quality of the show is so high and the money that goes into it is quite extensive now. So... It being so expensive and the cast being so expensive to pay, mm. I think that forces them to do shorter seasons. Yeah, and it is. I do feel like we're being a little bit shortchanged because of it. Fair. It might be, might have been worth. I mean, we've got a lot of new new cast in it, but it would be nice to have like a, a complete new start mm. and uh, with unknowns and not not such a ridiculous budget. Mm. And them to do like an extensive season rather than just the short ones we're getting. 
Fair enough. Well, let's see what happens anyway. Um, I'm going to now tell you all, now we've scored the whole series, um, who was the most grumpy and who was the most positive. Now, take a wild guess who was the most grumpy. Oh, John! What? John? Yeah. I think I was the most realistic. The most... (laughs) The most, the most, the most grumpy was John, uh, as you rightly predicted, uh, with thirty-eight point three out of fifty. Um, who do you think was next? Uh, me. Yep, the Chuckle Brothers, the Brothers Grimm. Uh, you on thirty-eight point five. So yeah, you, you came next. Any idea who we think was after them? Oh, uh, definitely Lindsay or Andrea. I don't. Th- I think yeah. you were probably. Yeah. Over marking like normal. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's very close. Uh, Andrea, 41.5 out of 50. Uh, and then Lindsay at 42.25. Um, I'm the most positive on 43. So it's all very close uh, between the three of us. You're just brothers grim, aren't you, and that. So, yeah, um, you get Mr. Gr- you get you get the grumpy T-shirt. If we're giving away nice. t-shirts, and I get the positive t-shirts, uh, and Lindsay, you get um, the number two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist that. Just call me Una. <laughs> no, <laughs> number one. I can't even remember. Una's what number one? Yeah, number she one. Uh, right, cool. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna find out. We went with a bit of feedback uh, from you, lovely guys, uh, about the season as a whole. So we're gonna read that out now, and also we're gonna declare the winner of John's Wood. We put a tweet out on that Twitter. Um, to ask what your sort of highlights were or a bit of feedback to the season as a whole. Uh, so we're going to read that out um, before we declare or announce the winner of John's Wood. Um, John, you go first, my friend. Uh, Bruce Wayne says, my highlight of the last 10 weeks possibly includes Annika as kick-ass Borg Queen, Picard and the Rikers, John's little bit of wood, Lindsay's swearing, I know, who'd have thunked it? Interesting red shirt votes and Vin minding the gutter but looking up at the stars. (laughs) But what I enjoyed most of it and making a choice is difficult as I'm going to go with the last episode and the talks between Data and Picard along with Data's passing. Well crafted, well written, emotional and well acted. So thanks for the enjoyable podcast gang. Most enjoyable and I look forward to the continuation. Now I'm off to look for some black market bog roll and a new kind of zombie repellent spray for the Batmobile glove box. Thank you, Bruce Wayne. Just, just, Lindsay, have you actually made any money on the swearing bit? Because I know quite a few of our listeners wanted you to put it out as um, Are you a looking paper, for a percentage? Paper swear. Uh, a percentage. Yeah, yeah, paper swear. Like, fuck, I have. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I'll be clipping that, won't they? Yeah. No one, no one, no one yeah. your, your first one's free. Stop being a pimp, okay? Uh, Andrea, do you want to read? <laughs> yeah, do you want to read out the next one, Andrea? Right. So we've got Darren at Cult Dissection. Um, my highlight was the credits, lol. Um, but I jest, of course. But as for highlights, Data getting some form of closure. Other than that, nothing. Mm. Oh, uh, Lindsay. Uh, so I've got Mark Cochran, uh, the Human Palindrome. Um, I like the regular cast. There seems to be a good camaraderie between them. Stardust City Rag was bonkers but fun. And of course, John's tiny little bit tiny. of wood. How dare he? I hope he's given it a good rub down with some oil. 
That was not me. That was Mark, uh, by the way. You want to check out Mark? He's an absolute legend. Uh, his podcast, Lunology, yeah. is great. Uh, it's okay. We've got Ships Deep Dive. and He's at Deep Ships. And I'd just like to say he's been supporting this podcast all the way from the beginning. Tweet, uh, tweet, uh, follow-ons, everything. So I'd just like to say thank you very much. Uh, anyway, he's put, the whole season was a homage to the fans. So well written. Narissa made a heart flutter. Seven being badass and great story to explore is fantastic. Data story conclusion drew a tear. Picard filled episodes with great quotes. And why, who doesn't like Romulan acid bludges? <laughs> Nine out of ten. <laughs> that was that was me, wasn't it? Um, next up we have Emma Kay. Uh, the return of Seven was a standout highlight for me. She's really grown as a character. I love seeing Trying Riker return as well. Uh, it was an interesting. It was interesting to see the synthetics homeworld. I did like the new characters and how they interacted um, with the returning ones. John. <laughs> uh, that was Emma J. Emma J. Sorry, Emma, uh, sorry, Emma yeah. J. Yeah, sorry. Oh right. Oh Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see how I set that up? Well planned out. Well, well thanks, planned thanks, thanks. thanks. You've managed that for weeks. Now. I'm very good at. I'm very good at this. <laughs> I'm a, Deb says I'm allowed only one standout moment. Well, aside from being disappointed by the lack of timber and lumber references in the series, there were so many. But first, can I say thank you for the podcast? I've enjoyed them immensely. Although I haven't won John's word, I will deny that. I think my standout moment was Picard saying engage after waiting so many episodes for the series to get into space. But also Ian the engineer because I knew it would piss Lindsay off. And also, <laughs> I fell in love with a whole new set of characters. I can't wait until the next series. Oh, and uh, I also need some Jason Isaacs. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Thank you, Ian. Yes. Nobody yeah. mentioned that, what we wanted for season two. Jason Isaacs. Well done, Deb. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, cool. Well, thank you very much indeed. It's it's the the most hotly anticipated uh, competition draw uh, since the national lottery was introduced by Camelot many years ago. Um, so, the winner of John's Wood is drum roll, drum roll, please. Excellent That's that fucking great, <laughs> Deb. Yes. Yeah, um, but but also because we're, we're, we're generous and nice and that, where we want to um, put some joint winner, joint joint winners in. Uh, so Bruce Wayne as well. Uh, thanks very much, Bruce and Deb. You did you lot didn't know that I had two little bits of wood. Ah, yeah, you see, we're uh, we're tricky and also I'm going to put a third one in so John has to construct some more wood uh, in Shep's Deep Dive so there you go they're the three winners Shep's Deep Dive <laughs> uh, Bruce Wayne on Twitter and uh, and Deb so if you want a li- to a live commission wow. a li- yeah there you go uh, so if and you- you'll get your payment in gratuitous thanks yeah absolutely <laughs> um, but yeah if you want to uh, send us a message on Facebook or Twitter a direct message um, with your postal address um as soon as posting permits, we will send you out the wood. So that's Bruce Wayne on Twitter, Deb, uh, and Shep's Deep Dive. Well done, guys, and thank you very much indeed um, for your contribution. Um, we're going to move on to the red shirt. Picking the red shirt. So it's been a big thing um, in this series, which has developed into some good bants, I believe. Um, I'm just going to tell you before we kick on who the uh, who's had the most red shirts this series. Now, on joint one, uh, Redshirt received all season, uh, is Lindsay Andrea and Andrea's boyfriend. 
So there you go. <laughs> uh, all with one. Uh, with two, surprisingly, is John. Unbelievable. Why? Why? What? Well, it's, I don't know. It's just, you know, sometimes you're um, a bit naughty. Uh, and then with three red shirts, jointly, is me and Sucky. How about that, Sucky? Yeah? No, I just don't understand why Chuck, I get picked. Chuckle Brothers. Yeah, Chuckle no. Brothers. To me, to you. I, I see, yeah, I seem to recall an episode where it, which I wasn't even on and I got picked as a red yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, you did. Oh, right, so yeah, how does that really work? Did. To be fair, we picked Bob as a red shirt for that uh, interview episode as well. So, <laughs> Oh, did you? Oh, did, I, I, didn't yeah. ca- I didn't count that one. Um, oh, right. why, uh, why uh, does that mean that you are the red I shirt? I am, the, with uh, four. Season. Yes, yes, I've got four. Sucky's got three. There you go. Thanks, John. Um, I'm, 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 I'm four times dead. So there you go. Um, and before we vote for who we believe is this sort of series red shirt, um, because it's funny, uh, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you who has won um, the the t-shirt I've given away, which says I've had a lucky red shirt red shirt on it. Um, and this was for we're going to put people into a prize draw who have reviewed uh, the podcast on iTunes. So I'm just going to put the uh, uh, raffle tumbler on now. Raffle! 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 Right, cool. <laughs> and, the, uh, and, the, and the winner the winner is... Uh, so look, uh, Cockers007. So whoever <laughs> Cock- Cockers007 is, uh, send us a message like uh, uh, with uh, your address... Uh, through Facebook or Twitter, um, and, and your sort code and bank account as well. Yeah. You, 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 your mother, your mother, your mother's maiden name, uh, your mother's maiden name, and your inside leg measurement. That'd be lovely. Um, so yeah, well done, Cockers Double what, Seven. Who what, was, what was the comment? What was the comment he put? Uh, he said, "I wish John would be nicer to everyone because he's a bit mean." He didn't. He he's said, "Making it up." He now. said, "Really fun podcast with a great bunch of characters." Essentially, listening for Star Trek fans, five stars. Nice, that, isn't it? Nice. Yeah. Uh, I think my favourite one, I don't know who Cyprus uh, 2007 is, it says, fucking brilliant, great group, <laughs> loads of opinions, and fun, funny and informative. Nice, that, innit? Yeah, it's, oh, it's lovely. They've got some lo- lovely ones. So, yeah, well done, Cockers, or, or, or Seven. So, <laughs> season red shirt. <laughs> Have you got anything to say, John? <laughs> bring, bring it on. Bring it on. Go on, then. Yeah, go on, then. You voted for for your red shirt for this uh, season. Well, you want me to start? You you're deliberately putting me in on the back. Oh God, this is on the back foot already. Um, well, uh, I think in terms of like you've all done really well, and uh, none of you have particularly annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> However, Bob for Dwarf Gate and for many other gates, and for generally his opinion on a lot of stuff. I'm just going to go for you, Bob. It's fine, John. I kind of knew that was coming anyway. Um, Sucky I am going to echo what John just says <laughs> I am going to vote for you Bob Fair enough. Right, there's been so many moments where I think you should have been able to rein in some of these people that have been calling me granddad and all this <laughs> and you haven't Right, so I'm going to just take it upon myself to say that you have been the red shirt of the whole season for not Sookie, getting, stopping them I, I can't getting control them. them, they're bloody feral um, Andrea no, that's your job <laughs> Andrea um, well do you know what I was going to vote for someone else but I'm going to vote for Bob no, now of course you I'm fucking Bob. are <laughs> who, who are you going to vote for Andrea um, yeah Bob <laughs> brilliant this is fucking I, I, I totally knew this was coming like uh, <laughs> Lindsay 
Well, I'm going to vote for John. Ah, yes! Thanks, <laughs> it wouldn't be a, It wouldn't be an Stick episode of uh, Check This Out without Lindsay voting for me. That's well, somebody fair. just reminded me about Rapegate, um, <laughs> and I think that might be worse than Dwarfgate. Oh. <laughs> wow. There we go. Oh, Andrew! Oh, what, Andrew, Jeremy why? Kyle's back in the room. I forgot to ask you. I, I forgot to ask you why you voted for me, Andrea. Did you say? I don't think you did. Because you? you said I was feral. Oh my well, god! I was fuck you anyway. <laughs> fair enough. I fair enough. You can't control them, Bob. You can't control them. I know. Them. I know. Yeah, feral. It's okay. That's a feral. I'm going to just vote for myself. I knew this was coming, um, and I could do with the rest out because of, of all the hard work I put Coward. in with this podcast. You know, I, I put all my time and effort into the recordings, the editing, and all that kind of stuff, and you start turning. You me. don't put any time into editing, Bob. <laughs> don't fool me. Can't tell though, can you? Fucking pro, John. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'll vote for myself. Um, cool. That's the red shirt over with. Uh, it's time to find out how, what. How no, no, wait, 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 wait. How, how are you dying? Kill? Oh yeah. Go on then. It's up to you, on it. It's gonna be drowned in William Shatner's horse scene. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's a, oh, yeah. That, that, that sounds delicious. I don't think they like to be called dwarves. Yeah. Uh, you should rein yourself yeah. back in there, love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Correct. Somebody recorded that. No one mentioned Rolf Harris. Um, right, we're going oh. <laughs> to find out what Wait. we're going to find out what we're going to be reviewing next week. So, Picard's finished. Um, so what are we going to review next? Um, well, we don't know because um, we've left that mission um, to Lindsay to tell us what we are going to watch next. So I'm going to come to you. What we're going to watch and why? So for the next episode, I would like you all please to watch. Uh, no, I'm going to ask you to watch uh, the Killing Game, which shot horror is an episode of Voyager. Uh, it's in fact it's double episode. Um, I did think about picking something that wasn't Voyager, but I thought you all well, just, just couldn't. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought about it really hard, but then I figured you were just expecting me to pick Voyager, so I would go with it. Um, so these are episodes uh, from season four. They're episodes 18 and 19. Um, they are a two-parter in which um, Deadly Holodeck Games cast Janeway Seven of Nine, two Bokantoras as members of the French Resistance, and their Herogen Hunters as Nazis, um, amongst other things. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I it's, quite a good yeah it's good. It's a good it's one. Of comedy and interesting stuff and so i like cause some of my favorites are pretty harrowing <laughs> and i didn't really think any of us were in the right uh phase of frame of mind for some of the the uh yeah like the year of hell is pretty hard watch and i think that would have been a step too yeah instead hell is, you yeah. go for space nazis that's nice <laughs> 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 oh, we yeah. can have a conversation about the overuse of the nazi trope but to be fair i think this one is done comparatively well compared to some instances of nazis in star trek Brilliant. We'll find out, won't we? So that's hmm. the the killing game parts one and two. Everyone, if you want to, you know, have a watch of it with us, um, send us your feedback. We'll no doubt put something out on Facebook and Twitter, uh, and obviously we'll read that out, kind of thing. Um, the format will stay roughly the same of the show. Um, so we'll be reading your reviews out, voting for the red shirt, all that kind of stuff. Um, we might even try and think of another competition. Uh, but I can't thank you enough, listeners, for joining us on this sort of journey we're a relatively new podcast uh sort of still finding our feet which i think we've maybe found them now um i've got two left ones apparently uh but i'd also like to thank um lindsay they're usually in your mouth as well so how can i get my feet in my mouth i could do that be fucking minted um so anyway, I'd like to thank John and Lindsay. Can I have 10% of that as well? Andrea, oh, my God. <laughs> I can definitely get my foot in my mouth. Can you? I was going to say, it's not a big thing. Is it? Is that, is that, is that easy? 
Oh, I was thinking about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure small people can do it very easily. Oh, probably yes. Yeah. They've not got a lot to go after. I'm start. Sorry, I thought you think oh, about sucking your own dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, yeah. Two ribs in it. Something you got to remove for that. I bet you've tried. I bet you've tried. Okay. Of course, I fucking okay. have. Everyone's tried. Um, right. Anyway. Found our feet. If this is them, can we find some different feet? I was uh, just going to say thank you all for for joining me on the journey. Uh, it's been great, and just yeah, it's. Um, I'm looking forward to doing some 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 more sort of classic track or older track as well um yeah so thanks guys have you had have you enjoyed this uh, journey so far been all right <laughs> i fucking knew you would do that john <laughs> it's it was been this is what i had to do i had to feel the silence Thank, thanks Lindsay. have you had any, right. well, yeah, it, has, it has been fantastic and I, i've really enjoyed meeting uh Lindsay and, and andrea i already knew sucky and bob but it's it's always nice to get new voices in and they've been brilliant yeah and i really enjoyed that interview with dayton ward mm. andrew was a pro so that's amazing yeah all good yeah i've been called a pro before but uh, <laughs> I don't, think don't say that yeah, in front of sucky i'll try and pimp you out with 10 percent andrew <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys don't know how i'll monetize in this podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> just be 10 it's about 15 20 oh, it's going up well you've got to get the work from haven't you sucky that's all i'm saying um right Cool. Um, Andrew, have you enjoyed yourself on this podcast so I have, far? I, I, I sometimes feel quite surprised that I've kind of found myself here. Um, I, I kind of got sucked into Star Trek fandom um, yeah. by surprise, but I, I'm having a lovely time and I'm very pleased to be here. I think I think we're all from, you know, I, I think we're all from the Doctor Who world, really. Um, that was the sort I'm of not, thing. No, well, apart from no, John. I know Andrea is sucky as I am. <laughs> I, I definitely started out in Star Trek. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, us three then. Us, all right, all right. Sucky, me, and Andrea are from the, the, star, uh, from the Doctor Who world. The only reason why I, start, <laughs> I, got, I got into to Star Trek, I completed my whole Doctor Who DVD collection. So I was like, right, what am I going to get obsessed about now? This was about five, six years ago. And that was Star Trek. Um, and I love the fact I did. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just great. Sucky. Yes, I've just got to echo what John said uh, with regards to Lindsay and Andrea. Uh, it's been fantastic getting to know you guys, and uh, it's been great listening to you each week. And uh, long may it continue. Definitely. Cheers, Bob, for getting us together as well. No, it's mm. cool. Yeah. It's cool. Lindsay? Fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> 10%? Yeah, 10%. 10%. No, you give it, stop. You know, first one's free. You've already done your free one. Oh, so. no, she's already done loads of free ones. <laughs> this is now... <laughs> amazing now thanks guys and thank you for listening and uh, yeah we'll uh, speak to you again next week bye 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 welcome to world war ii i'm katrine the coup de Leon is my establishment in the 24th century you should put an end to this blood sport here janeway's crew faces the greatest danger of all time i'll hit her for this is no ordinary game of cat and mouse never underestimate your prey it's due we're going in or die. You wanted a war? On the next Star Trek Voyager. Turn back the hands of time. We're on Earth during the Second World War. Rewrite the pages of history. We're winning this battle. It's more than a matter of war and peace. Why have you thrown my crew into one brutal simulation after another? Of life and death. You are my prey. Run. It's the dawn of a brand new D-Day. We can all be killed. Fire! On the next Star Trek Voyager. Fire!